Hi, this is Randy Landry, and this is my 161st podcast, or 162nd podcast, sorry, in Common Sense and Ramblings in America. Today I'm going to read, um, or discuss, should I say, the rape trial um, against um, Trump, ex-president Trump. Um, so the verdict is out, and um, you knew, knew it, and knew what was going to happen, because the case was being held by a judge that's antagonistic to Trump and in a state and city that hates Trump, New York. So, of course, he lost. The whole thing is is ridiculous in that um, Trump, uh, his accuser, can't remember when it happened, even the year it happened. It happened in a busy dressing room in a boutique in New York. Um, and the walls were thin. If she couldn't speak out because he had his hand over her mouth, um, then why didn't she kick at the doors or bang or make some noise? I mean, if he's got her, his hand down his mouth, her mouth, and he's trying to rape her, he's most likely using the other hand to hold her somehow. It's pretty hard for one person to stop another person from making noise in a confined area with thin walls. Um, if she had really fought, it seems to me that he could, she could have um, gotten somebody's attention, if it even took place for that matter. Um, and second of all, he didn't kill her. She obviously survived. Um, why didn't he? she say something after it was over? Why did she wait 30 years to do this? And when he said, and he, she's, you know, freedom of speech is still out there, still a right, right? He didn't say that anything derogatory against her. He just said that she is lying, okay? Why can't you say that somebody is lying? So she sued him for the rape, and she sued him for defamation of character because he said she was lying. Well, guess what? She won. So I'm going to read the results from this. So, a Manhattan federal jury has reached a verdict on this case, controversial case, involving former President Donald Trump and author and journalist Elizabeth Jean Connell, Carroll. Carroll sued Trump after claiming that he raped her in the mid-1990s, 1990s by mind you, that's almost 30 years ago, and then harmed reputation in 2022 when he called her claims a complete con job and hoax. How could that be defamation of character or harmed reputation? The jury, consisting of nine men and women, found Trump liably, liable for sexually abusing and forcibly touching Carol and for defaming her. Okay. They did not, however, find Trump liable of the rape claim. So, uh, how can that, how can you put those two together? I mean, just think about this. They said he didn't rape her, right? Is that how I'm reading this? Liable for sexually and forcibly touching. So, they said he touched her inappropriately, but he didn't rape her. Okay. So, basically what he said is that it was a hoax. So how can they still say 
he defamed her when in part what he said was true that he said that she he did never raped her and all they could say was that he actually touched her okay 30 years ago touching 30 years ago how can that be a crime you inappropriately touched somebody 30 years ago <coughs> and she waited that long to say something about it so Trump should pay $2 million in damage for the sexual battery claim and another $3 million in damage for the defamation claim, bringing the total of $5 million. What the F is that going on here? And Trump has long denied any wrongdoing the matter, which I will discuss further. It is worth noting that this civil case, or the civil case, where Trump faces no criminal proceedings. <coughs> Due to that, this verdict should provide little tangible obstacle to Trump's 2024 election bid. Additionally, Reuters noted that due to a large number of Trump's most ardent supporters feeling that Carroll's claims are little more than a deliberate and politically motivated attack on the former president, today's ruling is unlikely to have any effect on the 2024 general election should Trump be the GOP nomination. Trump is the current forerunner to be the GOP nominee, although the man many consider to be a stiff competition for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has yet to announce his bid. So, all right, so let me go back to what Trump has said. Trump has long denied. Uh, this is going back to another article in Western Journal. The commentary, watch Trump's demolishes rape accuser, her attorney, during 48-minute deposition, not my type. <laughs> Talk about a media dud. E. Jean Carroll's defamation and battery case against former President Donald Trump was supposed to be the first trial that dealt a serious blow to the 2024 Republican frontrunner. Despite the fact the writer claimed that Trump raped her in the 1990s inside an upscale New York City department store, she could come up with an exact date for the assault. After Carroll's team presented their case in court, Trump's team declined to even present a defense, simply relying on their cross-examination Carroll and the evidence already presented both in the form of depositions and court testimony to get their case across to the journey. Then on February, Friday, lawyers for Carroll released 48 minutes of video from Trump's deposition last October, according to the CBS News. This was apparently supposed to help their case. Upon watching it, it's difficult to see how. During the deposition, Trump held to his original statement that he didn't even know he had once met Carroll and then noted that an undated picture of them together was from a meet and greet. I was either shaking her hand or her husband's hand on a receiving line, Trump said. Like I say, I shake a lot of hands with people, but I have no idea who she was. I think that's her big claim to fame, you know, that she shook my hand at some celebrity event. While this isn't necessarily true, I knew who Carol was before she initially became the umpteenth liberal to accuse Trump of sexual misconduct without any evidence in particular. Mostly from her iffy, entirely skippable biography of gonzo journalist Hunter S. Thompson. This is clearly the high point of her public existence, at least from a fame standpoint. And while the trial was supposed to be a public bazaar, it's mostly been a dud to the point where Trump's 48 minutes of testimony in October may be what most people remember from it. For instance, Carol's lawyers wanted to call attention to an interview he conducted with a Hill from Oval Office in which he said of Carol, I'll say it with great respect, number one, she's not my type, number two, it never happened, okay? He was asked if he remembered that. Yes, I do, Trump responded. I take it, sir, that you stand by that statement today. Carol's attorney asked, to which Trump responded affirmatively. 
This is when Trump managed to more or less take his bed shot at her attorney and Carol after he was asked whether you or anyone on your staff reached, reached out to anyone at Bergdorf Goodman, the upscale New York City retailer where Carol alleged the assault happened sometime around the spring of 1986. I didn't have to reach out to anybody because it didn't happen, Trump said. And by the way, if it did happen, it would have been reported within minutes. You're talking about going to a major floor, probably, I assume, the most important floor, a major floor in a major department store that is a very busy store, by the way, he continued, noting that a sexual assault would be heard by those at the checkout counters and everything else. I mean, it's the most ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous, disgusting story, Trump said. It was just made up. And he stood pat on his prior assertion. I say with as much respect as I can, but she is not my type, Trump said. Not my type in any way, shape, or form. He added in remark to Carol's lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, you wouldn't be a choice of mine either, to be honest with you. I hope you're not insulted. So in other words, an attempt to shame Donald Trump in the contradicting his prior statements was unsuccessful. Not only that, he noted that the only evidence that he ever met Carol was a singular photo draft from a meet and greet event. He even mistook her for her, his ex-wife, Marla Maples, noting that the photo was very blurry. This in Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's indictment of Trump were supposed to spell doom for the 2024 frontrunner and said both cases seem to have given him a boost in the eyes of Republican voters and neither has been particularly damaging. If this is all the left has to got on him, the hope the legal system will derail Trump's candidacy seems chimerical at best. So that concludes that little snippet from the Western Journal. Okay. The jury awarded, like I said, $5 million of damages for her battery defamation claims. Asked on its verdict sheet whether Carol 79 had proven by preponderance of the evidence that Mr. Trump raped Mrs. Carol in the nine-person jury, checked the box that said no. Asked whether Carol had proven by preponderance of evidence that Mr. Sex Trump sexually abused Mrs. Carol, the jury checked the box that said yes. Both allegations were elements of Carol's battery claim. The six men and their women and three women also found Trump had defamed Carol by claiming her, calling her claims a hoax and a con job. The jury deliberated for only about three hours. It awarded Carol, like I said, two million and then three million. I filed this lawsuit against Donald Trump to clear my name and to get my life back. Today, the world finally knows the truth, Carol said in a statement Tuesday. She didn't speak to reporters outside the courthouse. In a separate statement, her lawyer, Robert Roberta Kaplan, said, No one is above the law, not even a former president of the United States. We are so thrilled that the jury agreed. Trump in 2024, his presidential candidate, has consistently denied Carol's claims. He blasted the verdict on his social media website shortly after the verdict was handed down. I have absolutely no idea who this woman is. This verdict is a disgrace, a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time, he wrote on Social Truth. A Trump campaign spokesman said in a statement, Make no mistake, this entire bogus case is a political endeavor targeting President Trump because he is now an overwhelming frontrunner to be once again elected President of the United States. The case will be appealed and we will ultimately win, the statement said. The verdict marks for the first time a former president has been found civilly liable for sexual misconduct. Crazy. I absolutely say crazy. 
Okay, as Donald Trump ran for and served as president, over a dozen women publicly accused him of sexual assault and harassment. Most of those claims, all denied by Trump, were never taken to court. None has gone to trial. But that is about to change. Okay, let's go. Let's do a little more deep um, delving into this. What is the case about? Carol says a chance meeting with Trump at Berghoff Goodman suddenly turned into sexual violence in 1995 or 96, according to her court complaint. Trump ushered her to a fitting room after they joked about trying on a bodysuit, and then he pinned her against the wall and forced himself on her as she tried to break free. She said she ultimately need him away and ran out the store. Two of Carol's friends have said she told them about the alleged attack soon afterwards. She never informed police or anyone else until she recounted the story in the 2018 memoir and magazine excerpt. The Associated Press typically does not name people who say they have been sexually assaulted unless they come forward publicly, as Carol did. What does Trump say happened? Nothing whatsoever, she said. That I did something to her that never took place. There was no anything. Trump said when Carol's lawyers questioned him under oath in October. When her account was first published, Trump said he had no idea who she was, shrugged off a photo that showed the two and their then spouses interacting in a 1987 social event. Are there eyewitnesses? Any video? Forensic evidence? Carol's legal team says there were no eyewitnesses to the alleged attack and any security video that might have existed is long gone. For years, Carol sought to test Trump's DNA against unidentified male genetic material found in a dress that she says she wore and never laundered. His lawyers long fought her request for a sample until February when they offered a deal. To rebut her claim, he had given the sample if her attorney turned over the full DNA report to the, on the dress. The judge said it was too late. Jurors won't hear about the DNA in the dress at all. Will Trump be at the trial? Yes, he was at the trial. Well, his presence isn't required and doesn't appear likely. Trump's lawyers have said that he wants to attend but that the social security needed for such an appearance would burden the city and the court. The judge for his part has expressed confidence that Trump can be directed in the lower Manhattan courthouse where security already is tight. Is there a possibility of criminal prosecution? No, the legal time limit for pressing criminal charges ran out long ago. Then why is a civil case in court now? It's complicated. When Carol first came forward, the time limit pursuing over rape had expired. But after Trump reacted to her allegations by saying that she was not my type and totally lying, Carol filed a defamation suit against him in 2018. That case around ground along as Trump's lawyers fought it in various ways, including by shifting it from state to federal court and asserting that Trump's remarks were part of his job as president, an argument that could have sunk the defamation claim. The courts are now weighing that question, which they already done. And Trump has continued to publicly portray Carol as a liar, which has become the basis of a new defamation claim that will also be addressed at the trial. What does Carol want? A retraction and unspecified damages. What about the other woman who accused Trump of sexual misconduct? Two of them are due to testify in Carol's case. Jurors who are also expected to hear the infamous 2005 excess Hollywood hop Mike courting a Trump, crudely boasting that fame gave him carte blanche to kiss and grow up women. Not involved in the cases are two other women who sued Trump after going public with claims that he made unwanted sexual advances. Those cases were dismissed or dropped. So, it just seems like it's open season on Trump. They're going to just come after him. So, the next thing is going to be Mario Lago with the, all the information and stuff that he had there, all the secret hush-hush stuff. I'm sure they're going to come after him for that. 
Um, I can't believe. Well, he's got billions, so five million may not. He probably spent more money in defending himself against this person than he's going to actually have to give to her. So the money is, you know, pocket change for him. But still, the fact remains is that he has to pay for something he didn't do. Is not guilty of. It happened almost 30 years ago, or at least 25 anyway, more than that. So somewhere between 25 and 30 years ago. She don't know the exact year, and there's no evidence at all. So what are we to say about that? I say it's preposterous, ludicrous that this happened. But um, so let's hope. He goes on and runs for office. The thing is, there, there's a lot of issues going on here. Um, if he becomes president again, is it going to be much to do about nothing? I mean, are they going to keep on coming after him? But now that the Republicans have the House okay, in charge, and hopefully they would still maintain that leadership in 2024, possibly get the Senate back, I don't know then it shouldn't be an issue. They shouldn't try to impeach him again because the House is the one that has to initiate that impeaching. impeaching. So um, maybe we'll be okay there. I just don't want to have the same crap going on with all the shit and all the bad press that happened in the first term. <coughs> so in this case, would Ron DeSantis be a better choice? I don't know, maybe. Could he do what Trump did in 2016? Or 2017, sorry, and, and all the way to 2020. Maybe, maybe not. And he's accomplished a lot in Florida, but Florida's not the country. Um, it's a very populated state, and it has a lot of stuff going on, and it's probably like a microcosm of the country because there is such a diverse population there. But well, would he make a good president? Undoubtedly so. But I think he should wait and finish up the term in Florida as governor. He won that. The election, let him finish it up. It is only going to make him stronger, and then it's going to be more level playing field. I mean, he's like the JV going against a, a professional team. All right, Trump is going to mop the ground up with him. Okay, the problem is, is will they pull the same shit in the primaries? Okay, in the main election, when he runs against Biden. All right, are they going to try to cheat again? What I've heard, I haven't heard exactly a hell of a lot being done by the Republicans to eliminate this voter fraud. It's like they're just brushing it under the carpet. Now that they're, the, they're running, I knew they weren't going to be able to do much in 2020. But now in 2022, and we're already in 2023, they should have been jumping on this shit. That they have the Senate. I mean, they have the House. All right. They should be pushing this and trying to fit, go through all the states and eliminate this the crap. But I don't hear about any of it going on at all. And I have my ear to the ground, and I'm not hearing any rumblings at all about what they're trying to do to fix our election system. So if this doesn't get fixed, why would the Democrats change what they did? In 2020 election. Why would they? They were very successful. Just do it again. And then Trump would lose again. And by then he'd be too damn old to run for 2028. So. Then. Our, what the hell is going to be left of our country. 
nothing. I don't think if the Democrats win the 2028 election or 2024 election, sorry, um, our country is pretty much over. I, I know I've said that before, but um, that would mean we would survive eight years of Obama and another eight years of Biden. And let's face it, Biden has done more damage to this country than Obama ever could consider doing. But that's 16 years of Democratic rule. Um, that would be an absolute travesty. Um, I don't know. <coughs> I mean, I, I got to work six more years before I can retire and get the hell out of here. But the one place I'm planning on going and moving to eventually is uh, the Philippines. And if we don't have some strong rule, okay, the Philippines... Um, it's not going to be a very safe place to live in because it's going to be run by communist China. They're going to take it over because of the resources they want. So I don't know really what's going to happen. So um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet this time. Um, so that concludes my podcast for today. Um, I will return next week and um, hopefully I will spend a little bit more time talking about some other topic that comes to mind. Um, I'm currently working on a book, uh, my first novel, okay? And it's going to be a three-generation um, novel, historical novel, based on um, the events that transpired around World War II, the Korean War, and the first Gulf War. And um, then some current events um, and some not, some not so current events, basically. Um, white slave traffic, tra trafficking and child um, sexual tra trafficking. So um, my plan is to make it into a three volumes, a trilogy. I don't know if I'll be able to do that or not. We'll see. But it definitely it's going to be at least one book. And if it's just one book, it might be kind of long. So... I do have a limit of around 500 pages to do on Amazon Prime or KDP, so um, I'm not sure yet. I would like to try to get this to a real publishing house um, where actually I can sell some books, but we'll see. All right, um, so I will bid you adieu, and as always, uh, watch your back. Don't give up. Um, I hope better times are coming in 2024. We can survive another year of this shit. All right, guys, take care.